Alright, welcome everyone to another episode of Anyways Back to the Godfather. Um, I am getting over a cold, so you'll probably hear that in my voice, <laughs> and I apologize for all future coughs and voice cracks. Deal with it. Unacceptable. <laughs> um, we have a very exciting episode planned. Before we jump into that, just a reminder to watch Summer of Soul probably before the 10th or 11th let's say try and get your reviews in by then um before we record our mini-sode but we'll go ahead and have lauren announce the next film for july's film club the june oops (laughs) 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 the july film club pick is rio bravo Ooh, how exciting! I'm very excited about that. Me too. I haven't watched it for so long. I know. I've only seen it the one time. I'm excited to revisit it. Howard Hawks, Dean Martin. Can't wait. Yeah! And then be sure to listen to our guest episode this month because there's a very special announcement. We are bringing back the song listener submitted playlist. So we will be asking each of you to submit three songs according to different prompts. Those prompts will be announced in the next episode, but just start thinking about um, songs that you like and make sure you listen to the next episode to hear exactly what those prompts are so you can get them to us so we can start listening. The sooner the better. Now, jumping into our New York trip. I thought we'd give a little bit of background on this. Last year, we did our Walt Disney World recap and it just kind of made sense (laughs) to to, uh, recap New York for the podcast and mostly because I live in Florida now and so a lot of my family members haven't even really heard the stories about New York so this is kind of pictures yeah this is a kind of a convenient way to to tell everybody some fun stories that happened I had been to New York I think twice before one that I really remembered in high school and one I was like pretty little but Lauren had never been I think the impetus came after we watched The Godfather we found out that there were a lot of locations that they, they filmed on location in New York. They didn't film in like a back lot somewhere in California. And I think when we went to Vegas and like went to the scenes that they had filmed there, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, how cool would it be if we went to New York and got to see the sites? And honestly, it was kind of a, like a pipe dream. Like I didn't even really think that we'd ever go <laughs> just because like when we're in college, we don't know what the future is going to be like, where we're going to be, if we'd even still be friends, friendship anxiety. <laughs> Oh no, on my end. But um, here we are. So dreams accomplished. So kind of the dreams Godfather. Dreams do come true in New York City. <laughs> Adaptation. So the Godfather was really the impetus for the trip in general. But then I moved to Florida, and I was like, I'm never going to be able to commit to dates because Disney's hard to get time off. I'm not. I don't know what that's going to look like. And then Lauren bought tickets to the Vance Joy concert. So it was like, okay, we have to go now. We have dates. We're going. So it's really thanks to Godfather and Vance Joy for making this trip happen. It's exciting because Megan, friend of the podcast, moved out to 
uh, New York. So it was like, oh my gosh, it'll be so fun to go now to see her as well. Um, as well as one of my old roommates, also friend of the podcast, not yet guest though, Sammy, who's also living out there. So it's like, maybe we'll be able to see her more about both of them later. Okay. So we're going to jump right into the top movie recreations that Lauren and I did. When we were in New York, we just kept being like, oh my gosh, this movie takes place in New York and this movie. And we just felt like we had to recreate lots of scenes, many of which not every single recreation will end up on the podcast Instagram, but several of them will. And I highly, highly recommend checking it out. So number 14 was Doctor Who. This is one that I recreated and it was a picture only, but they film an episode in New York, a very important episode. And it was just magical to be there at the fountain and be where Matt Smith and Karen Gillan were. Oh my gosh, so magical. Arthur Darville. So that was fun for me. But Lauren hasn't seen it. I had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, (laughs) one day maybe. But that was that. Number 13 is also specific to me. So I guess I'll just go ahead and take that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that one either. There was um, I Love Lucy is set in New York, obviously. And one of the episodes takes place on the Staten Island Ferry, which was important to our trip. But there was this restaurant called Barbaloo, B-A-R-B-A-L-U. And there's just a video of me singing Babaloo. <laughs> so that's the <laughs> I Love Lucy reference. <laughs> I didn't even remember what the I Love Lucy reference was. And I went through all our videos and it cracked me up. <laughs> this was some recreation. So Okay, the next one is King Kong, the Empire State Building herself, and I took a Snapchat and doodled a tiny King Kong on top. That's right. I was trying and to I sent it to Rachel as she was sitting right next to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, number 11 was Titanic. They have a Titanic memorial there because obviously Titanic was supposed to land in New York, so they have a little uh, monument for it that we kind of stumbled upon. But I recreated Rose looking at the Statue of Liberty when she finally makes it to America. So hand over our hearts. Hand over, hand over my heart. Lauren is not doing that. <laughs> throwing up in the corner. Oh. Okay, the next one. It's a movie called Sunday in New York. And it has Rod Taylor, who you might know from The Birds, who you might know as the most handsome man in the world. Who you might know as the voice of Pongo. That too. Very talented man. Anyways, I watched this movie because it had him in it. And uh, in the movie, this girl takes a bus in New York and she gets her little brooch stuck to his jacket. And then they end up hanging out. So we went on a bus on a Sunday in New York. And so that was our recreation. Unfortunately, Rod Taylor was, I mean, he could have been there. Oh. As like, you know, a ghost. As a spirit? Yeah. Haunting the buses. That's so cute. What a cute little ghost. Oh, but I didn't get stuck to him. (laughs) That you know of. There were some, this did not make our list anywhere, but (laughs) it was technically a recreation, but I don't remember which one. There was one bus that like breaked really hard and Lauren like, sat down really hard at one point and then I got up too early and it like made me reel back so maybe Rod was haunting that bus he wouldn't be in a spooky bus it was the matrix I was recreating the matrix oh you were in the matrix (laughs) okay 
Um, number nine is Auburn Company. I made Lauren watch this because she hadn't seen it before. But I would just sing a lot of Why Should I Worry? Like anytime we were in a spot that is referenced in that song, I would just start singing From the Bowery to St. Mark's. Ugh, love it. It was so fun. Billy Joel for life. Um, number eight is Annie. That was Rachel singing something about an easy street. <laughs> and I also don't know that song. <laughs> Are you going to tell the full story? We were in the subway and I just was like feeling like rooster. So I started singing Jesus Street. And Lauren was like, Jesus Street. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what Billy Joel song is that? I was like, no, no, no. So I pulled up the clip and showed her. She still didn't appreciate it. And we watched the entire dance. Oh, it's so good because I was trying to tell her how Elizabeth Kath and I are going to recreate it someday. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. That is quality cinema right there. Um, Number seven was the NBC Nightly News tag. <laughs> I was so proud of this one. I was just doing the opening for the new show. And I panned over and said, with Lester Holt. And it stopped on Lauren and she just looks so irritated. <laughs> Was that love... on the Staten Island Ferry? Yeah, I love that video. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, number six is on the waterfront. Dance Choice concert was basically on the waterfront. It was at Pier 7 or something. 72, 79? <laughs> There's a 7 in it, I think. <laughs> And so we had to walk past the waterfront of New York by the Brooklyn Bridge, kind of, and just quoted, could have been a contender. Good old Marlin. Number five, we went to the Morgan Library, which was inspiration for the Beauty and the Beast Library. Is that confirmed? Oh, I thought, no, you told me that. Is that not confirmed? I just thought it reminded me of the Beauty and the Beast Library. Okay unconfirmed but probably (laughs) (laughs) breaking news (laughs) um unconfirmed (laughs) but we've got a a reenactment i think you'll post of (laughs) well also it said no videos but then Mm. we really needed to take this video so it's an also illegal video Well, also, I had been filming, like, the entire time, oh, yeah. and then as we were leaving, we saw that sign, and then we went back, because we had spent a lot of money there, and I was like, okay, we gotta spend a little more time here, <laughs> and then we saw the sign that said, no filming, and I was like, well, I already did it, so gonna keep filming. <laughs> We've been accidental rule breakers, now we are going to be blatant rule breakers. <laughs> So yeah, so we recreated the scene where the Beast shows Belle the library. It was very subtle. It didn't disrupt any other patrons visit. Yeah. Yeah, no one even knew what happened. <laughs> we should have gone all the way and been like oh, the, the pan around and like <laughs> would have been good. My oh number four is the Joker. <laughs> this is also one of my favorite. We did videos. it. I kind of wanted to go to the Bronx where the- the famous Joker stairs are, which some of you, oh, is what they're called. Some of you may only know of these from the memes Mm -hmm. of Joker's special dance, but the the Bronx was too far away. So we just found some stairs that were by the opera and I just danced on them. 
until tragedy struck. Watch the Instagram for that. <laughs> A teaser. <laughs> oh man, number three is so good. Number three is Balto. I made Lauren and Sammy go with me to uh, see the Balto statue in Central Park and then pulled up the live action part at the end and we recreated some of that where Rosie talks with her granddaughter. Spoilers. That's a big reveal. But um, Oh, you don't know it's Rosie? You don't know it's Rosie to the very end because she might die in the whole movie. She might end up in the coffin. Exactly. Um... So that was iconic, and there was also the most obnoxious child who would not get off the Balto statue, and her parents didn't care that I was standing there trying to get a picture. Waiting for a picture. But we recreated it, and it was beautiful, so. (laughs) We spent a lot of time there. (laughs) We did. (laughs) Like, at least 20 or 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because we were doing film recreations, but yes. Um, Number two is wait until dark um this was another rachel moment (laughs) i thought that you were being carlo so that's why my reaction was like to go punch you oh (laughs) that makes a lot more sense (laughs) then afterwards i was like oh she's doing wait until dark oh well (laughs) we should have done a a carlo sunny scene regret i'll have to go back um but yeah, we were walking and all of a sudden I was just taken by how the apartments looked like, the wait until dark apartment. And so I went and was the college guy, the I don't know nothing, I'm a dropout, a little bit of that scene. So, so iconic. Mm. Okay, number one. This is, this is just so funny all the way around. Sammy was with us. She was going to film it for us. We had like a one shot at it. <laughs> Didn't go exactly as planned, but. We recreated the ending from You've Got Mail. So I was Meg Ryan, which was quite the honor to step into that role. And Lauren was Tom Hanks. And the end scene when it's revealed who uh, NYC, whatever the numbers are, who that really is. And it is something to behold. It is one of my favorite videos. (laughs) (laughs) It's not in the right park. Right. But it was close enough. So if you're a if you're a you've got male fan, you'll pick up on some of the the reference like the subtle references we do to that scene. <laughs> subtle. But yeah, it was just super fun to walk around New York and think about all the movies that we love that take place there and do some shout outs to them. A wealth of film comes oh, yes. from the city. And next we're gonna talk about our favorite friends that we encountered. <laughs> Well, we started keeping this list because Rachel was like, everyone always said that people from New York were rude, but we've only met nice people. It's true. The the first lady we talked about, we went to a cemetery that we'll talk about a little bit later. And it was starting to rain and she just like walked up to us and she was like, looks like it's going to rain. Like she just struck up a little conversation with us. So nice. Like very friendly. And the other thing was the graveyard closes at 430. Oh, yeah. And it's. 420 <laughs> and we're the only ones there and some guys like guys it's gonna close like the guy who's in charge and we're like okay well we just want to go for a second because we were trying to find uh, a godfather site mm-hmm. and then this other lady was randomly there also at like 10 minutes to close and, and like, like was not 
eager to leave. Like she was like, I'm going to go take shelter over there before it rains. And we're like, okay, bye. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to leave. So she was very nice though. Number 13, when we went to the Vance Joy concert, I was pretty sure they were going to make us empty our water bottles because I'd just gone to a different concert earlier that week and it said no full water bottles. And so, and, but then we were hoping that they wouldn't. So I didn't empty mine yet. And Rachel hadn't emptied hers. And then we got to the front and there was a guy who was like, there was one guy moving all the purses through the metal detector or whatever, or past the metal detector. And there was another guy like running the metal detector and he was like no water dump out your water so we're like okay dumped it quick and then the guy who was running the purse part was like oh i wouldn't have made you guys do that <laughs> what about we're like thanks <laughs> we did it anyways <laughs> but he was, he was so very nice. nice what a good security probably because we don't look like people who would bring alcohol into the party <laughs> The next one was one of our Lyft drivers who, on the first day we got there, we couldn't get into Megan's apartment, so we dropped our luggage off at Sammy's, and then at the very end of the night, went to go get our luggage from Sammy's apartment, and then lifted to Megan's, but, like, Lauren had had very little sleep because she'd taken the red eye, and it was, like, a full day in New York, so we were both pretty tired, so this guy was just, like, it was pretty late at night and it was very quiet and he just was listening to the radio like he didn't really talk to us and it was this like radio show that people could call in and get love advice and he would just like make comments to himself about every single thing that they were talking about like and this one was about like if this woman was gonna leave her husband to like go with this guy and he the Lyft driver was just like oh this is a bad idea like well he just was like going on and on about what was happening and it was cracking me up but it's just him and the radio. Yeah, exactly. Like we weren't in the back seat at all, if as far as he was concerned. But then another story was like, oh, play this. Like we have this like a hopeless romantic, and she was like, I'm gonna play the sappiest love song I can find. The DJ was talking about it, and then she plays the longest time by Billy Joel, and I'm like, I'm driving in New York City, and Billy Joel's playing, and I'm so happy. It was so magical. Thank you, Lyft driver, for listening to the radio instead of talking to us. <laughs> Always thank the Lyft driver for not talking to us. <laughs> Sometimes I have very pleasant conversations about air fryers. I don't like talking to them. Okay, number 11 is <laughs> Billy Joel friends at Harry Potter VR and Phantom of the Opera. Yes, so I was wearing... This is- your story. Yeah. yeah, I was wearing my Billy Joel shirt and at the at a VR place that we went to, we'll talk about a little more later. The woman who was running it was I like had my VR headset on so I couldn't see her at all. And like <laughs> I was so disoriented and I kept telling you remind myself like she's talking to you. <laughs> she was like, Oh, I love Billy Joel. Did you go to his concert in Madison Square? And I was like, Oh, he came. I like saw him somewhere else, but we totally bonded. It was great. And then bonded without seeing exactly. Body. I have no idea what she looked like. The disembodied um, voice. <laughs> yes. Then uh, the Phantom of the o- at the Phantom of the Opera, there was this like younger guy who like was talking. Pretty to sure his he friend. was a high schooler. Yeah, 
he was talking to his friend about Billy Joel or something. And then he like shouted something at me because we were kind of far away. And I was like raising my fist like, yeah, Billy Joel. So everyone in New York City loves Billy Joel. How can you not? So good. Big fans. Number 10, we went to this restaurant and they give you like the smallest cups of water, but they usually will give you like a little pitcher of water too. But it's hot in New York. So Lauren and I are drinking a lot of water and I especially drink a lot of water when I eat food. And this, the waiter, he like, wasn't our waiter specifically, but he just like would come steal our water (laughs) and he was supposed to bring us another one, but he never did. And there was someone at the table next to us who left that had like a full water pitcher and Lauren just stole it off that table. And then we finished that one and the guy came back and was so confused and like (laughs) took it away. And like, he just kept trying to give us water, but sometimes he wouldn't. And we just really tickled by that. And I kept thinking, don't you dare touch our water. Yeah, every time he would come by, she'd be like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> like, I stole this water. <laughs> well, take it from us. <laughs> I had to get this water myself, okay? Okay, number nine is we were in the subway, riding the subway. And Rachel had her hair in two braids or just one braid? It was just one braid. I like will twist my, the individual strands and then wrap them together. So it's like not a three-stranded braid. It's just kind of like a twisted braid. And anyway, this lady was like, wow, how did you do that? She was That's fascinated. beautiful. Yeah. And I like tried to kind of explain it and she just was so impressed. So I was like, cool. But then that was like day one of the trip. And I was it the last day? Yeah, so the first day and the last day, we had New Yorkers complimenting us because Lauren was wearing this really cute, like, what would you call it? Jumper. A jumper? Um, No, it's a romper. A romper. There we go. But there was a lady in the subway who was like, that is just so cute. And I want one of those and or something like that. And was very enamored with her outfit. So as they should be. Um, number seven was we were taking a bus one time and it's amazing how many people you meet in public transport <laughs> but this little girl she's probably like five or six or maybe four yeah even younger very young um her she and her mom got on the bus and she just sat right next to me <laughs> and her mom was like no come sit by me and I was like it's okay she can sit here and she just chatted the whole time. She's talking about how they were going to the dentist and then how she went to the zoo. And she said something about how my arms hairs were white. And <laughs> <laughs> just very good, pleasant children's conversation. I forgot about that. She was super, super cute. She had the biggest glasses. They were so cute. She was so cute. And she I think w- she asked if we were sisters. That's right. She was really, really smart, too. Like, she was telling us all these facts about the planets, and (laughs) she was Because I was wearing, oh, because I had an astronaut mask. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she was adorable. She was so cute and so friendly. And her mom the whole time was just like, please stop talking to the strangers. (laughs) We're like, it's fine. We're fine. We're all happy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. Number six is a legend. Sammy was taking us on a tour of Central Park and we stumbled upon this sundial and I was like struggling to count the time and we were like oh what time is it can you actually tell time 
we finally figured it out and it was like hey this is an hour off like what the heck and you're kind of like loud about it even though there are other people around and this old man just walks over to us and he's like daylight savings and then just like walks away (laughs) and we're like oh yeah thanks (laughs) (laughs) it was great he's like I gotta impart some wisdom on these fools (laughs) these ladies don't even know how to read a sundial um number five is our Hamilton seatmate we so it was very lucky when we went to Hamilton we had two seats on the very end um, and then there were two empty seats closer in. And then there was a family, like a mom and dad and two girls. I think it was like pretty close to show start. And he leaned over to me and he was like, hey, if these people don't show up, you guys can totally move in. I was like, okay, thanks. And after like a certain point where I knew there was kind of like a lull in, in the music, I was like, okay, if they're not here by this point, we'll move in. And so they didn't, which was very exciting. So we both moved in. I kicked my water bottle though. So I was like, it's going to be so graceful. Like we're going to move in when there's not No seeing. one's even going to notice. And then, then it was like such a hassle to like, oh, get situated again. But it was fine. But then he was like so nice and was so chatty during intermission and telling me about like his girls. And one of them really liked it. One of them hadn't seen Hamilton all the way. Like she would always fall asleep. So she was in for a shock and what happens in the second half. And it would be like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you sit next to people and you like have a pleasant conversation and then you're like kind of silent throughout, but he like would keep talking to us. He was so nice. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, I love this. Oh, and I love this guy. And this is my favorite song. And and I was like, oh, and I love the second act. Like, I think it's my favorite. And he's like, oh yeah, they don't know what's coming. Like we might have to have them switch and be closer to me. And he just was being so funny the whole time. I was like, you're a great guy. (laughs) I mostly remember when he was leaving, he was like, oh, I don't want to step on your beautifully painted toes. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I had on sandals. Oh, man. I was like, he complimented my toenails. <laughs> I mean, asterisk, he's probably not a New Yorker. He was probably also a tourist, but I... It sounded like he had been to Hamilton many times, though. I think he was least... talking about watching it on Disney Plus, though. Okay. But maybe not. Maybe he, we can suspend. A rich tourist because they had good seats. Yeah, that's true. Okay, no, oh my gosh, number four is also legendary. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Central Park on our last day. I'm so and- mad I didn't film him. <laughs> and had kind of been like walking around a lot. And it was last day, so we were both like pretty tired. And we were sitting on this bench, like trying to decide where to eat. And all of a sudden the street performer comes out and just starts singing. I want it that way, which like obviously has a connection for me. Like I'm excited, but it never ended. Like <laughs> It just kept going on and on. And he like just re- kept looping back into the song. It was, and he didn't have an instrument either. Or like, he was like clapping. Yeah. He didn't have a backtrack. Like it literally was just him singing, clapping people really weren't like vibing it wasn't bad necessarily but it just was like and he just kept just going kind of awkward we yeah. sat there for like easily five minutes and it never ended and we walked away and it was still going <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing oh man that guy was legend I wanted to go up and sing with him but then I would have felt like I needed to pay him and I didn't have cash right yeah mistake or not to be a real problem in new york but (laughs) bring cash to new york if you're going 
Yeah, can't leave tips, can't <laughs> ride the can't subway. Can't tip the godfather man. Oh my gosh, that's right. So many mistakes. Okay, number three is Bujara and Banstoy. Um, Personal friends. <laughs> personally met them from 50 feet away. We were pretty close, though. Yeah, it was so impressive. Maybe. But it was just so magical to see him in real life. And then Bujara is another little Australian. I call him little because he's he's probably in his 20s. but He seems very young. Yeah, and he's so awkward and cute. He would like, so he'd cute. be like, guys, I'm so nervous. <laughs> yeah, the most like, adorable nervous really laugh. Really awkward laugh. <laughs> he opened for Vance Joy. Um, and then Vance Joy is just perfect. He was an angel. I'll post a picture of him. His hair became a halo with the lights behind him. Because we'll talk about Vance Joy a little later, too. Uh, number two is technically our number one, but obviously you'll see why we have a, the number one as we, it is. But we were in Central Park and we just watched this clock play. <laughs> and all of a sudden there's, I think it was like a mom and a daughter, but like an adult daughter and a, her mom walking this little, little dog. And for some reason, I just was like making eye contact with the dog from like kind of far away. And as soon she's as so beautiful, yeah, as soon as they walk over, the dog just keeps walking towards me until she is like on top of my legs. She just like <laughs> came up on top of my shoes and was like rubbing up against my legs. And I was like, oh my gosh. And they're like, oh, is she okay? And I'm like, yeah, like I wanted to make sure it's okay if I pet her. You know, people are picky about that sometimes, but her name was Eleanor and she was so cute. And I kind of was just like, she was so sweet. I was making eye contact with her and they were like, oh yeah, she like, she then, loves people. Yeah. Lauren um, got to pet her too. And it was just so magical. She, she just sat on your feet. <laughs> yes. She was so, so cute. Um, she reminded me of Jasper because she's kind of, she kind of looks like she's got some cocker in her. It. It helped me through my Jasper withdrawals. Oh, yeah. I didn't write anything down about her. Oh, she's so cute. She was so, you know, you see dogs all the time. And you're like, oh, that's so cute. And you just don't expect them to just walk right up to you, literally on top of you. <laughs> and like, oh, Hit she's me. so cute. I'm so glad you got pictures. So, and the people uh, were really nice too. Sometimes I feel like dog people can be a little awkward, but they were very engaging. So Eleanor is our best New York friend. But the honorary number one spot has to go to Megan and Sammy. Yes. So big shout out to Megan for hosting us and letting us crash at her apartment and her very nice roommates too. And then Sammy, of course, was our tour guide for a lot of it and was able to come do some stuff with us, which was super fun. And it was just really great. It was fun because I feel like I lived with Sammy for the first two years of my college life and Lauren for the last two years of my college life. So it was fun to have like two of my favorite roommates get to know each other and bond. So oh. It was great. A connection of two worlds. Oh, so many wonderful friends in New York. So we're going to do our top songs now from each night. The first night we went and saw Hamilton, which was incredible. It was so fun to see on stage. And Aaron Burr and I had a moment where he sang directly to me and it was so <laughs> magical. And he was talking about Lafayette. And yeah, it was just amazing. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to do our top five individual favorite songs. I'll, I'll go first and just do my five through one, and then you can go, and then we'll, like, rotate. 
Um, so my number five is what did I miss? I really like this one because Jefferson was very fun in our production. I didn't love him as Lafayette, but I really loved him as um, Jefferson. And there was a part in it that I either don't know if they had in the Disney plus version or if like the camera angle just like cuts it out. But one of the background dancers is um, Sally Hemings and like you can see her act interact with like her two kids and I just really loved that nod to history that like a lot of people wouldn't really pick up on unless you knew that story and knew kind of Jefferson's sordid history with his um, slaves so I really really loved that part and seeing that choreography was so cool my number four was wait for it I absolutely loved Burr in this production he's like a lot more aggressive aggressive than the Leslie Odom Jr. take but I really really liked him and wait for it is just like such a good song and I really really loved when he sang it number three is the battle of Yorktown it just was such a spectacle to see on stage and it was so fun to see all the different moving parts and all the choreography and the lighting and how the stage moved and worked and it just was like wow so fun to see live then number two is farmer refuted because it was the OG the original Samuel Seabury who I love and it just was like the moment he walked on stage in the very beginning of Alexander Hamilton the very first song I was like oh my gosh that's him and then he came out as Samuel Seabury and I was losing it like I was so excited Lauren was like why are you freaking out but that was amazing (laughs) that was like such a moment for my life and then number one for me is Burn I really like Philippa Sue, but like Burn was never my favorite song and it like never really was like super, super impactful. She does a really good job with it. But this, what's her name? Eliza. And the way that she sang Burn, I was crying. Like Angelica didn't really do it for me. And so like a lot of the songs that usually make me cry didn't make me cry necessarily, but Burn like hit me and it was just like, oh, so heavy and so hard. And I absolutely loved it. So those are my favorite songs from Hamilton. Um, mine are like almost all the same. Oh, really? <laughs> um, uh-huh. My number five was Farmer Refuted because you leaned over and you were like, that's the original guy. And that was so exciting. That was just so fun. And I think that song is just so funny. It's so and good. It's so good. It's one of the my favorite comedic parts of the whole play. And then number four is Alexander Hamilton, just classic. I just love the feeling like you're sitting there and and it sinks in. Like you hear those opening notes and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing this live on Broadway. It's just so good. And that one is one of my favorite songs. So I love that. And number three was Burn because yes, she was amazing. She, I was blown away by, I think she was the best actress out of, I think everyone in that play agree yeah in the musical um then wait for it because yes I've loved um I I like I think Aaron Burr is my favorite character anyways mm-hmm. possibly and so but I I loved this guy as Aaron Burr and I was like I love this song I should buy this song yes you know the only song I have is Dear Theodosia so I'm glad I got you converted something. to another Hamilton <laughs> song and then number one is a winter's ball only because at the end <laughs> when they're going off stage and they're saying hey 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 Hamilton looked towards us and winked and Rachel was like he winked at you and like <laughs> my my heart kind of dropped I was like oh, no so magical. Hamilton winked at me <laughs> I know I should have put a uh... 
I was going to put guns and ships because that's where Aaron Burr looked at me and like we had a moment where we reacted to each other. But I just like, I don't know, I just, I missed a V digs too much. So couldn't put it in. But yeah. It's funny. I feel like it was that night we were so tired and it was just like, oh my gosh, Hamilton was so amazing. And my mask was like tear stained. We like haven't really <laughs> talked about like individual songs. So it's so fun to hear your list. Like we haven't talked about Burn and how good Eliza was. Like, ugh. oh, I know. <laughs> my honorable mentions, I'll say I love, I'll say Dear Three Doja because that one's my favorite anyways. And then you'll be back. It's no Jonathan Groff, but the King still was really funny and really good. And yeah, like I feel like other people have complained about their Kings and it, he it didn't measure up, but I like he didn't do a bad job either. So and yeah, like honorable mentions for me nonstop is my favorite one. And that one was really fun to see. Really cool. And but yeah, like Quiet Uptown still made me cry, but it just like didn't hit me like it usually does. So it's a little bit of a disappointment, but these other things were so fun. So it's OK. All right, on to Lion King. Number five, I said Shadowland, um, just because that it's so good and it's mm. specific to the musical. Nala was amazing. So good. Um, I just love that one. Then I said The Madness of King Scar because I think oh, really? it's funny. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love this Scar too. He's so funny. He was a great Scar. And it's also so different than the rest of the play or the mm-hmm. rest of the musical. It's like, it's such a standout song from the rest of it that I was like, oh, this is fun. This is fresh and kind of a little bit cringy, but only because <laughs> you don't like what he's singing about. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's like a tango, right? Yeah. I'm trying. I, I don't really remember. I don't think I'd ever listened to that one before. So that was yeah. kind of my first experience with it too. My number three was Endless Night. Except then I was thinking... Because I loved when it might have been the He Lives a New Reprise when like suddenly there was the whole chorus they're singing and I was just like blown yeah. away. Yeah. I don't know if that was in Endless Night or. No, it's the reprise. It was He Lives in You. Yeah. Um, well, that was my number two was They Live in You because that one I associate with you so much because you put it on my birthday Aww. CD. And I really had not, I think I'd listen, I'd heard it on your computer sometimes, but then it became one of my favorites from that CD. So good. And Mufasa, such a good singer. (sighs) But my favorite was the Circle of Life, the opening, Mm -hmm. just when Rafiki's singing, and then she's calling out to the guy that's up on the balcony, and then the other guy on the balcony. I just had tears streaming down my face. And this opening scene that like nothing has happened yet, but I was just like so caught up in the music and the <sighs> talent and mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful. And so that was my favorite part. I did love that. I love it. Circle of Life ended and you turned to me and you're like, this is going to be a rough night. I did. I cried a lot later when Mufasa died, but oh. that was really the only song that like hit me so hard yeah yeah um similar I had number five was the circle of life it is just like this get-go song from the beginning and Rafiki is so cool she's amazing Mm -hmm. and it's like when all the animals and the puppet tree come out and they're so cool to see how they've like imagined it into this um stage production I number four was the lioness hunt like I just love the different, like the chanting that goes on. And then I like love their costumes and like the way that they all move together as one. And number three was Shadowland. 
oh, you're right. Like Nala is just so powerful. She's so good. And um, I love when Rafiki joins in at the end and it's like this, like she's so mournful at what has happened to the oh, Pride Lands. Yes. And it's just like, oh, oh I like, love that. Hits your heart so good. And I also love like in this, and it's probably because Sammy said something about how they made Rafiki female to like kind of put a nod to the more like maternal nature of certain African cultures but I just loved how there was like such a strong female presence where it was like the lionesses hunt which they do in nature but like they made more of it as a part of the the plot and then like just because in the movie like all you'd see is if is from Simba's perspective and then when you come back you like just Mm -hmm. hear about Sarabi and so like to see like the whole community just like suffer um was so impactful and then I did do the reprise when he sees Mufasa, the he lives in you, just because that part is like, it's so fun to see how they make Mufasa. And then when the whole chorus comes, like, it's just like, (gasps) like so many emotions. (laughs) But then of course, number one has to be Endless Night. Like, ah, this song means so much to me. Like, because I'd seen Lion King a long time ago. I remember um, certain aspects of it, but the, I like kind of rediscovered the soundtrack in my early days of college and Endless Night was like such an important song for me, like living away from home from the first time and like dealing with everything that I was dealing with at the time. And oh, like, so it will just take me back to those early college days of like just so much pain, but then like this hope and it's so simple. Like a lot of these other songs have like these amazing production values where there's amazing costumes and amazing visuals and choreography. And this one, it's like just Simba and he's not dancing. He's just like, singing and he's not like mm-hmm. gesturing a lot like it is so simple and it is like so powerful though and I love when he's just so mournful and in so much pain and there's just no hope and then and he's like literally on the ground and then you like hear the background chorus so quiet and they're like I know that the night must end oh it's so good I can't mm-hmm. sing because I'm sick but like when that <laughs> happened I like my whole body broke out in goosebumps and I just was like oh my gosh this is why I love this song like just this quiet small hope that like things are gonna be okay and you're like you're gonna make it through and it's just like oh I love it so much (laughs) okay I want to see it again my king is amazing Lauren and I bought $60 (laughs) spirit jerseys (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good though. Like amazing performances. Ugh, lived up to the hype. So good. All right. The next night was That's Vance good. Joy. I'm going to let you do your top five again so I don't steal any of your thunder because Vance Joy, you introduced him to me. He's your guy. I'm going to let you take this. My guy. Um, okay. This was a difficult list. Um, and I do have one. I'll just say honorable mention messes mine just because I feel like that's the song that we would sing together the most. And so it was so fun to be there in real life with Vance Joy, with you, singing it with you. (laughs) My computer was like, you're muted because I'm making these like, oh, noises. (laughs) Starting with uh, my number five was Georgia, because this is one of my most favorite Vance Joy songs. And it was so just like otherworldly to be hearing it coming out of his mouth i loved it you were so excited when it came on i was like oh i'm so happy to get a new part of this (laughs) um number four is a new one he played looking at me like that which was the first time i'd ever heard it it was the first time 
well, I'm sure he'd sung it at his other concerts, but the first time he had sung it, it hadn't been released yet. A lot of the new ones he had sung had been previously released as singles, and then they were coming out as with his new album the next week, but this one hadn't been released yet, and I immediately loved it, and right now it's my favorite Vance Joy song. Is it? I'm going to have to give it another so, listen. It was... It's fun that I was able to hear that for the first time live. And it's funny because I was like, I'd been listening through the album and I was like, oh, I love this one so much. And then I was like, what's the one that he sang live? And I realized it was the same one. Oh, that's fun. I don't know if that's why I love it so much or if it's just really my favorite. But number three is From Afar, just Mm. because that's one of my favorites. And it was the opening song. Rachel reminded me because <laughs> I for some reason I have like five videos of Mesa's mine so I always start with those so I didn't I keep missing that first video from afar and he starts singing it and I just scream oh my gosh so well, excited that he's singing it I like don't know that one as well so I think I filmed a lot of Mesa's mine so some of those videos are probably mine too <laughs> yeah yeah you just have the one from you <laughs> yeah and that's when it was one that I don't think it's one of his most popular ones. So I was shocked that he was singing it at a concert. The number two is Riptide because, oh, it's just so fun. That's his best song and everyone was so hyped for him to sing it. And and then he sings about New York City and everyone was so excited. (laughs) Um, But my number one um, is Light Gold. And that's another one because... Mm. That's one of my favorites, and I was not expecting to play that live Aww. because it's not one that you hear very often, and I was so happy. That's so fun. Ugh. It was such a fun concert because it was in this, like, amazing venue, but then also it felt really small and intimate. Like, mm, it was so fun. It was, it was so fun. And it we just was like, so close to him. Yeah, but I, like, don't know that I would have had as much of a fun time without you like you made it so fun just because you were like (laughs) so excited and like loved every minute it was so fun just to watch you (laughs) my number five was Saturday Sun I love this song I think like it would play a lot at Joanne's and when I like Joanne's played the worst music (laughs) and so whenever it came on I really was like yes I love this um so I just felt like I was stalking (laughs) fabric again but it was like no I'm in New York this is so much better oh number four was missing peace because of the podcast playlist from last year and it was just like oh my gosh ABTTG in New York listening to it live in live (laughs) number three is wasted time because that one just like fills me with all the feels and it came full circle because you reminded me that I used to hate that song because it made me feel things I didn't want to feel but now that I'm depressed (laughs) I feel them okay (laughs) but um I just remember yet I was listening to it and you were like why is this why you're listening to this song about this guy telling this girl not to love him because he's a waste of time and I was like <laughs> I, I just like it okay oh my god I just like sad songs okay <laughs> but now I've joined the sad song train so but yeah, yeah. that one like a, a lot of these make me think of you for sure but and that one is just like oh so good I love it number two is Riptide so we have one matchup it just Ooh. was so fun definitely like has me thinking back to all the times I've heard it but yeah when he was talking about like heads to New York City we like everybody was screaming it we were so excited to see New York City (laughs) in New York and he did like step away from the mic and let the audience just sing the song which I love it when 
artists do that because I think it's so fun to like have this camaraderie with all the people who love this song and to like you guys all know my song I don't have to sing it I don't know I just think it's so fun but number one is Mess is Mine I think that's one of my favorite songs it was like the second song that he played and it was just was like so fun to hear it live and to be with you and oh it was just a magical moment so thank you Vance love you Vance I'll start the Phantom of the Opera list. We kind of splurged on um, (laughs) Hamilton and Lion King. Couldn't think of the word. So I was like, it's a Monday night. It's like right before we leave. I don't know if we want to go, but there's like super cheap tickets. And we were in the booty seat. So it was like three levels. (laughs) We were on the third level, like second to last row. And they like crammed us all in there. It was a bunch of high school groups. And it was fine. Like, I feel like we were able to hear the music and like see stuff just fine Mm -hmm. but it was so hot like (laughs) if there's anything I was gonna change about that it's just super super hot um my number five and I I love Phantom of the Opera like there was I think Catherine introduced it to me pretty young and then I like will go through these waves in my life where I'm like really obsessed with it and I like kind of lose interest and then I get really obsessed with it again I'm definitely in the time of being obsessed so it's fun to go see again live. <laughs> Number five for me was Poor Fool. He makes me laugh because the Phantom, because we were up so high, the Phantom is like up high to make the chandelier fall at different points. And he'll be up there. And during that song, he's up there a lot. And so we were like eye level with him. So that was really, really fun. Because hmm. the other time they were just so far away. So it was fun when he was closer. And I also just love that song. <laughs> Because he laughs so evilly in it. I just love it. Okay. Number four was Notes, um, which is one of my <laughs> favorite songs. And Annie and I will sing it all the time, much to the chagrin of our family members. But it was just so fun to hear it live and to hear like the different takes and the inflections that they would do for certain lines. Number three is Down Once More. Christine was amazing. Raw was like pretty good. And the Phantom was pretty good too. I'm just like real particular about my Phantom, right? But he was unhinged in like once the mask Mm -hmm. came off and everything like I feel like he did such a good job of like switching from being like suave and mysterious just being like so crazy and unstable (laughs) crazy yes so I like loved down once more I thought that was such a good finale number two is Phantom of the Opera like the main one just because it's so iconic and that synth gets going and you're like yeah let's go and then you see his lair as it comes up and the mist and the candles and it's so (laughs) magical oh I love it and they're in the boat oh my gosh but number one of course has to go to wandering child like this has been my favorite since I was little I just love the harmonies and when all three of them are seen together and they're in the graveyard and it's so spooky and so magical and like oh they did such a good job and it really just highlights the amazing vocal prowess of the three main leads so love 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 again very similar choices really so interesting uh-huh um number five I chose Wandering Child mm. I think because I know you love it so much but I also really loved that all three of them are singing together and and I love when the Phantom is singing at first and then she joins in oh, and so good it's beautiful it's a beautiful song and then number four was Stranger Than You Dreamt It. Because for some reason, those notes from Stranger Than You Dreamt It are always in my, or at one point, they were in my mind. And I was like, this song's from The Phantom, but I don't know what song it is. And like, I couldn't identify that it was actually a song. I thought it was maybe just like a random like part that he, and then I knew he sang, he sings it again to Ralph, but Ralph. <laughs> I wasn't gonna correct you. 
But also in this one, when he's singing Stranger Than You Dreamt It, he's like crawling across the floor to her and like, it's just insane. Well, and also I loved when he was playing his organ. Yes, so good. Well, my other favorite part is this happens in every Phantom is like, he plays the organ so loud and then it's the monkey that wakes up Christine when like, <laughs> they just have this huge loud organ. But in this one, there was like a mistake with the mask and she wasn't able to like get it off completely. So like the phantom had to like pull it off himself. I don't know. It just was like, there's there a was, little bit of a, yeah. a mistake in it, but it was great. A they recovered well. Problem. It was fine. Yes. But I just loved when he is crawling across the floor to her, like a <gasps> scary guy. And <laughs> um, number three is notes because I do love those two guys. I think they're so funny. The owners, Mr. Fiumet and, and Mr. I, Andre. And I love the, the song and when the phantom is singing his parts and the voice goes all around the theater it is so fun be in the very back and you can hear hear it moving past you and all around so fun so cool then number two is think of me christine Mm. at the end of that i was like i had chills from her like she did so good she was amazing yes um and i also loved how you know she starts out like really quiet and like shy and mm-hmm. then it turns into this big, like she becomes her her beautiful, confident, voice. yeah. And then number one is Phantom of the Opera. I was not prepared to hear those electric guitars <laughs> live. I was so in love. It was so amazing. Like you can listen to the soundtrack, and there's guitars in there, but oh my, it's not the same as hearing those guitars oh, in real life. It's, it's so, so good. good. Oh my gosh. It's just I such know. a jam. I, I wanted Fire Fire Skull Skull. Oh, <laughs> I love that. In your notes. <laughs> yes. Um, I know. I wanted to pick songs that, like, like I think maybe number six would have been Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again because Christine really had, like, such an incredible stage presence and voice. Just too many good songs in Phantom. I love it. I know. I will say, my usual favorite is music of the night and the phantom did a good job with it, but it just doesn't hit me in the way that the 25th anniversary does. So it didn't even make the honorable yeah. mentions. The other thing, like it's a live version. So of course he's not going to be perfect. I mm. mean, Christine was pretty perfect. Yeah. But, and I, I actually like think the phantom was- is a really difficult role to sing. Oh, totally. I also think he was actually an understudy the night that we went oh um but yeah now that you say that I do remember like there were some parts of music of the night that I was like "Eh." (laughs) yeah I was like because I usually listen to Colm Wilkinson's version Mm. who's Jean Valjean and so I was like hey this ain't Colm (laughs) this ain't my music of the night this ain't ramen that's my favorite guy oh so good all right so those were the the productions we went to they were amazing oh obviously you can tell we were obsessed but we're going to move on from our ears to our bellies, <laughs> to our mouths. <laughs> and talk about a good transition. Right? Our individual top five favorite foods. So we can probably just uh, alternate back and forth. My number five, okay. I picked the Van Leeuwen's ice cream. I don't remember the exact flavors I got. I meant to look this up, but I think what, they were like pretty floral. They were really good. That's all I remember. <laughs> My number five, first of all, I'm going to just honorable mention to the Thai food at Sammy's suggestion. That, well, yeah, that was um, really, really good. But my number five is the burger joint. Oh, um, yeah. This was just, I mean, it was basically just a burger 
but it was a pretty good burger. But my favorite part about it was we were trying to find it. It was on the map, but couldn't see it anywhere on the street. And we looked so lost. And some guy standing in front of this hotel was like, what are you guys looking for? And I, I was like, we're looking for the burger joint. Rachel was kind of like, oh, nothing. Bye. Don't get out here. <laughs> like, we don't talk to strangers in New York. I was like, oh, we're looking for the burger joint. And he was like, go inside. So we went inside the hotel. I was like, this and is how we it, die. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I like that did not even cross my mind that we were in danger. So then we went inside the hotel and still couldn't see it. And so we were still looking lost. And then another guy who was just standing there was like, oh, what are you guys looking for? And we we're like, where's the burger joint? And he's like, right down this hallway. And it's like this spooky. There's like a neon burger in the very distant end of the hallway. <laughs> And you walk in and yeah, there's like this really small hole in the wall burger joint. There's like all these posters and graffiti on the wall. So like the atmosphere is kind of fun and all they sell is what? $10 hamburgers. Yeah. Like it's like more expensive in and out, but like just a very basic menu, but it really was like this hole in the wall, like deep back there. I just watched too many like scary YouTube videos to be like, yeah, this seems safe. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it was, oh, cool. It was totally like on board. Everything was fine and it was really good. So that was my number five. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> Back to me. Number four was Jacob's Pickles. I got like a, a chicken sandwich. It was really big. And they, when they brought it out, it, they like have, they're famous for these pickles and they had like a lot of pickles on there. And I kind of at first was like, they better have some real good pickles. <laughs> and they brought it out. And I was like, okay, this seems like a decent amount. And by the end of the meal, I was like, okay, this was good. Like I haven't been able to finish all these pickles. It was huge. Way too many pickles. Yeah. It was really big and it was very, very tasty, but it was like maybe just a little bit too much food. I felt bad. I couldn't finish it all. I know. I liked, I liked Jacob's pickle, but I got diarrhea soon afterwards. Oh no. (laughs) Oh, actually. That was when we were in Central Park and I needed a bathroom. Oh, okay. That makes sense. (laughs) And I could not enjoy the um, Godfather so, moment. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's, so that's why I didn't make my list, but I do like their mac and cheese. Yeah. It but was it was good. like, I like way too much rich food. Yes. Very it was delicious. A lot. But my they body also had like, they gave me grits too, which were really good, but I only yeah. had like two bites of them because I was like, the standard itself was huge. So it was really good, yeah. but just too much. That was the place where our water kept getting not brought back <laughs> yes getting stolen um my number four is Van Lewin's <laughs> the ice <Okay>. cream <laughs> and I think I got I think I got one vegan flavor which is very good I tend to really enjoy vegan ice cream from like salt and straw mm-hmm. and from Van Lewin's it was very yummy Rachel Bond would be so proud of you yay my number three was Tyene I think that's how you pronounce it it's Mediterranean it was we were like supposed to eat there one day and then it was closed. And then another day we were kind of in this other part of town. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a time here. We have to go. And I kind of pressured Lauren into going, but <laughs> I love Mediterranean food and their falafel was so good. And like every, all the flavors came together. Mm, it was delightful. If you live in New York, it's like a little bit of a chain restaurant. Go to time. So delightful. Oh, it was very yummy. I made a huge mess. <laughs> I'm not good at eating those kinds of foods. <laughs> Um, my number three is the dumplings mm. from the, what's the restaurant called? It was like 
new Shanghai or something like that? Yeah, we tried to go to the more famous Shanghai restaurant, but it was cash only. Cash only. <laughs> See the problems? There was a debit card or like an ATM machine right in the doorway, but I didn't bring my debit card to New York, New York in yeah. case I get lost. Right. <laughs> I was like, I have my Apple Pay. <laughs> but we were like, bail. Also, I was, was a little stressed about <laughs> Wendell. I was a little stressed about getting to Vance Choi because it was just general admission. And so, and the line was kind of long. So we were like, okay, we'll just go try the second best <laughs> Shanghai restaurant. But we got uh, vegetable dumplings, right? And mm-hmm. and pork chicken. Oh, pork. And they're very good. And we mm-hmm. used chopsticks. So that was fun. <laughs> it was in Chinatown. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, that's right. My number two is probably your number one. So sorry, I'm stealing your thunder. But my number two is Los Tacos number one. They were really pricey tacos, but they were very good. I got all four. <laughs> Larry was shook. <laughs> 20 um, bucks. <laughs> but very, very tasty. And the best, was it was it the carne asada one? Yeah, it just was like, we had to wait a little bit. The meat was still cooking. And then it was like so worth the wait. It was, they were so, so good. Mm, they were delightful. Um, my number two is Prince Street Pizza. Ooh. This pizza was so good. And the best part, we were, again, there was kind of a long line. And we were like, uh, don't, maybe we can just try somewhere else. And then we saw a picture of Vito inside that said, I'm going to make you a pizza you can't refuse. And we were like, <laughs> that's it. We have to stay in line. We're going to get this pizza. We have to stay here. Because also we, we had already gotten pizza earlier in the week. And so we're mm. like, we could maybe try something else. But nope veto said nope veto said and it was it was worth it it was better than the previous pizza Mm -hmm. you listen to your godfather you listen to your dawn (laughs) um and you got sicilian pizza did you have one that you liked more your neapolitan or your i think i liked the the vegetable one better Mm -hmm. just because the sicilian sausage was a little spicy Uh, and it was a lot of meat on there and so i was like don't want all this meat we also ate it on a park bench on like a basketball court. So that was interesting. <laughs> Watching some guys playing basketball. Uh-huh. Um, my number one is Ruby's Burger or it was Ruby's and I had a burger there. It was like Australian food, but like didn't necessarily seem super Australian. I know. I don't know what How is it is. categorized as Australian? But like everywhere it's like Australian. But that <laughs> burger was, I don't know if I just was like so hungry because I was very hungry that day. You were. I was you getting were turning into an angry Rachel. I was turning into a monster. It's <laughs> <laughs> turning into an unrecognizable creature. But oh, it was such a good burger. Like it was it had arugula and like an aioli. Like it's my favorite kind of burger. And oh, it was delightful. Exactly what I needed. I think I got a chicken sandwich and it was good from Ruby's, but didn't make my top five. <laughs> yeah, my number one was Los Tacos number one. That carne asada was something I'd never... And I am a taco snob because I ate tacos in Mexico. Right. But this was special carne. It was almost like, I don't know, filet mignon inside it. It was so good. It was really good. And that's the Just thing. the most like, flavorful. Make, taking you to a taco place, I was like, I know what I'm getting myself into. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's the expert here. So if you really liked it, then it's saying something, so... Yeah, I still don't know if it was, uh, I don't know. I didn't try all the flavors or all the meats. Yeah. 
I would definitely recommend getting a carne asada yeah. one. No, and like, yeah, not that they're, they're like the most authentic or the most delicious ones you've ever had, but they were. Oh, yeah. Good. They're not really authentic, but right. they were delicious. Yeah. Okay. We'll take a break for my sponsor story real fast before we finish up. I don't think we've talked about this yet. <laughs> this happened in the first few weeks that we've lived together at Brownstone 12. I was stressed about something, as I want to do, but um, I kind of was like in my room, Lauren was like in the bathroom getting ready for bed. I said like, oh, boogers, like, and Lauren comes in brushing her teeth, mouth full of toothpaste, and just goes, she was trying to say, don't say boogers, but it came out, don't say woogers, and that just sent me, like, it cracked me up. Mm -hmm. I was laughing so hard. And then later, like, we just thought it was so funny, like, wooger. Later, <laughs> Lauren comes back in the room and just goes, you're a wooger, Harry. <laughs> and it killed me <laughs> again. And it just, like, became this thing that we, like, would say to each other all the time. We wrote it on our chalkboard. There's this picture of her wrapped in her um, bedspread. And she has, like, you had, like, three. I don't know why I'm talking, like, you're not here. You have, like, three... <laughs> pairs of glasses on and I took a picture of it and captured it like you're a wooger Harry and that is your picture in my phone to this day whenever you call me that will be the picture that shows up um but yeah so it's just legendary the don't be or you know don't say wooger but then as I was writing all these memories out I got such a wave of nostalgia for our closet in that first room that was like so awkward. Oh my gosh. Away and, like, we had to share that little closet. Like for some reason I haven't thought about that in so long. But yeah, it's like the same size as your current closet. Yeah. Or it your... just is like so so little. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh I love that. I love your wicker. <laughs> <laughs> so good. What a good story. I, I forgot the beginning of it. Yeah. You were I said don't say booger. Don't say boogers. <laughs> Thanks to the wooger that really bonded us from week one. I was going to say, <clears throat> I feel like I probably mentioned this before, but that first week I lived with you, I feel like I was laughing at literally everything you said <laughs> and like hard belly laugh to the point where I feel like you were like, what? <laughs> Why are you laughing at everything I say? I think I, when I went home, like in that first couple of weeks, my family was like, Oh, like, how's Rachel? Are you getting along with her? And I was like, she thinks I'm really funny, so <laughs> I like her. <laughs> I remember just, like, sitting on my bed after the first day of school and just, like, cracking up and being like, Rachel, you gotta pull it together. <laughs> like, not laugh this much. <laughs> yeah, so it's no wonder that Wooger really just, like... All right, so back to New York. Um, We're just going to count down some of the memorable moments that didn't really fit into some of our other categories. So I'm gonna let you start out on this one. Sorry, I put it at the very bottom of the list. Number 17. This is a long list. 17, don't you mean 16? Oh, I don't know. NYPD. I just got really excited anytime I saw a police car or anything that said NYPD because I, I watched Castle all the time and when I was in junior high. And they'd always, as they were crashing through the doors, they'd be like, NYPD! And it was when, fun to see them in real life. When she says every time, she means 
every time every time we saw anything related to nypd she'd be like oh, it's the nypd and i'd be like lauren calm down it's okay and there is not a shortage of police cars in here it's true um number 15 was visiting the empire state building kind of talked about it with king kong but it was just fun to walk by it it's so iconic so tall very magical we wanted yeah. to go up in it but we bought tickets to Phantom of the opera instead <laughs> <laughs> worth it <laughs> Um, oh american natural history Museum. i was like you already told me what this stands for but i I gotta go through the files of my brain oh my gosh we went to this museum we watched nine of the museum when i went to visit rachel Mm -hmm. a few months ago as like a, a preparation and then we bought tickets to go and it was pretty cool uh, I think when I was a kid, I was a lot more interested in taxidermized animals <laughs> than I am now. <laughs> I'm just remembering, I feel like I had a dream about it. <laughs> you recently. did? Yeah, about being stuck in it again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not we, knowing where the exit is. We entered, <laughs> I totally had a dream about this museum. We dreamed, or no, we dreamed. We went <laughs> and like went through the first, I was like, oh, there's two floors to this like we can take our time like we paid a lot of money to get in here and at a certain point I was like I'd flipped the other side of the map and it was folded so weird but I was like Lauren there are more floors so we like we're running for some reason we feel like we had to do every room and walk through everything and it's like I don't feel like I ever need to go back and do it again kind of what you're saying it's interesting (laughs) they make it seem a lot more interesting in the the movie but well yeah and the movie that was another thing that my expectations for the movie were not like it's not even filmed in that museum I don't think I don't think so it was fun to see like they have the Maori head I think it's called the it's Easter egg. Dum Dum. yeah we found Easter him he's like tucked away back in a very corner like you gotta you gotta go all the way you gotta to know where to go part. and then I was impressed you knew where he was because you've been there before, I guess. Mm-hmm. And there's a part that has dinosaur bones, but not really the T-Rex from the movie. There's no Owen Wilson in it. <laughs> there's no uh, Robin Williams. Uh, yeah, there's oh. just a gold statue of Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> what, Are you what was... remembering that thing that was yeah, on his head? Yeah, was on his head. That one... <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> we walked but down we went... by it once, and it was normal, and then... Sammy met up with us and we walked by it again and something was on his head and we were like what <laughs> like how long has that been there was that yeah. out there the whole time I I feel like I have good associations with the museum because I remember like pictures I took when I was little there that I like try to recreate <clears throat> when I was just there with Lauren but it was more of this like we're in this museum and we're like really trying to look at everything but it is like a little bit dank like so much of it is just like okay like there's oh, yeah. all these sections about different cultures and different ancient cultures throughout the world and at one point we're in like the middle east and they have this diorama and it's all like trying to be very factual and they have this diorama and there's a flying carpet in it and I was like <laughs> um <laughs> what i now do not believe anything about this 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 just invalidates the whole diorama the whole setup but yeah i think the other problem was we had just been to the met which we'll talk about later and that was so exciting 
but we were already so worn out from that. We had a little bit of museum burnout for sure. Yeah, my feet were not happy. <laughs> I, this. We <laughs> kept going through and at one point you're like, we got to go do this space part. And I was like, <laughs> we got to go meet with Sammy. <laughs> like, we got to bail. <laughs> so, yeah, I would recommend going a few times if you really want to see everything. If you have a pass, I would not recommend spending $25 three times to go there. <laughs> um, and the next one, number 13, was the Guggenheim. This is one we just kind of saw the outside and walked in for the lobby. We didn't, like, didn't have a lot of time to go and it was kind of expensive too. It was fun to see the outside after learning about it in art history and fun to go inside too. And yeah, it's cute. I like the Goog. Yeah, I like Frank Lloyd Wright. It was fun to see one of his great gifts to the world. <laughs> Next is <laughs> we went to... So the plan was just to go to Battery Park and see the Statue of Liberty from afar, which we did. And then we decided to go on the Staten Island Ferry as well. Which anyway, I just, I do have to own. I was like, this is like day four or five of the trip. So I was pretty tired. We had just gone to a memorial that was like pretty emotional for me before. I was not in a good mood. I was really grumpy. Like I own that for sure. Lauren like really wanted to go on the Staten Island Ferry. I was like, it's not an itinerary. It doesn't sound fun. Like, like I was, people say it's not worth it. I was like, people will say it's dumb. I was, and she was like, I don't really want to go. And I was like, fine, let's go. Like I was so done. <laughs> I was in the worst mood. But then it ended up being free. <laughs> um, it ended up being really great and we'll talk about why later but so I was just but, yeah <laughs> and there at Battery Park kind of at the entrance to Staten Island there's like a whole bunch of people and there's the street performer and he's one of those guys I've never seen this before <laughs> I guess he like he's like okay guys I'm gonna fly pretty one two three <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we didn't actually stop to watch very well. So I don't so know what it's his, like, like beginning is. A standard like Vegas or LA like street performer that they like are just like levitating, right? And they're like holding a stick. <laughs> but I was, I'm just like, oh yeah, this thing. And Lauren was like fascinated. She was like, wow. I was like, how is he doing that? Like literally he's only holding himself with a stick? I did not know. <laughs> and so Rachel had to ruin the magic for me and tell me exactly how he uses a chair or whatever that I don't think it was a chair I think it's flying best thing was I was bugging Lauren to like look at this list so that we could make sure we like had everything in order and she texts me that she wants to add flying man parentheses hoax and I really was like what are you talking about like I was trying so hard to understand and she like kept trying to explain it and I really was like what the monk the monk that was flying <laughs> he was like I must have missed something like she well I went to the bathroom once she must have like gone and done something because I this is not ringing any bells and it wasn't until she sent me a picture of the street performer <laughs> the other thing he had like this little Santa guy next to him I don't know what that was about but it was cool and moral of the story is we should have stayed and watched the street performance. Like, that was a mistake to leave and go to Little Italy. Next is number 11, which was the Morgan Library, which we kind of already talked about, Beating the Beast. It was really cool. Like, I mean, J.P. Morgan is 
no cool guy, but he left behind a cool library. So it was fun to like look at all these books. And at a certain point I saw these French ones and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to find the Voltaire section. And I was like harassing Lauren every time we would pass each other. I'd be like, where's Voltaire? And she finally found this like huge section of all Voltaire books. I was so happy. And then I was like, like, probably 50. Yeah. I was like doing some research while we were there just to like see if there are any fun facts. Oh, and Lauren was like, because there's a couple levels. And Lauren's like, how do you get to the upper levels? Because there like weren't any staircases or ladders or anything. Or ladders. Yeah. Researching. And it was like, oh, there's like a hidden doorway. And so we left and then we like came back to the library a little bit later and it was like look for like these cracks of light in these certain spots and kind of jokingly before I was like oh they're gonna be behind the Voltaire books because like Voltaire duh and then we came back in and I looked at this other part of the library and I like made this audible gasp that like the security guard was like what's going on and I was like oh I'm so sorry <laughs> but I like found the secret passage and it was like you could kind of see it was really fun we were excited that we'd found it and then we were leaving and I was like Lauren there's gonna be one on the other side and it was behind the Voltaire bookcase and I was so happy <laughs> it was so magical oh Voltaire for life that was very special but it was cool to see they had like a Gutenberg bible and yeah and I just it's just fun to be like so many books in one room and yeah. it's just, it's like the Beauty and the Beast library, like we said earlier. It's yeah. just really fun. The next one in the Maison Pickle restaurant, which we didn't mention. And that was another fun restaurant we went to with Megan. Mm-hmm. There just wasn't enough room on the list for all the foods. But... That's true. And the great thing about that, too, is we had leftovers for the next day. And I feel like our leftovers were even better than our actual meal, which I yeah. mean, was really, really good. And it was like, oh, just delightful food. Um, but as we were leaving, I looked up and there's a picture of Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin together doing something. I don't know. I, I don't know why they were there, but I was real <laughs> stoked to see them. And then in Little Italy, there's also a store that had a picture of Frank Sinatra. His, um, his mugshot, which I have a t-shirt of, courtesy of Emma. Oh my gosh. And um, so it was just fun to see because he... He's from New York. Dean Martin's from like Ohio or something, but Frank is a New Yorker. So even more special that Dean was photographed there. Yeah, because how did he get there? <laughs> Dean in New York? How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Ohio. Las <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> Number nine. Oh my gosh, this was so magical. We went to the Museum of Moving Image, and which was kind of like... I didn't know for sure if we were going to be able to make it and it was our first day in New York and we finally made it out there and it was like a cute little museum. It was free for the uh, day that we went and it had a lot of really cool uh, like different, it was like a weird mix of stuff. Exhibit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it had so a, weird. Yeah. A lot of like historical cameras which I loved and I took a picture of every single one even though I'll never look at those pictures again I'm like yes old-timey cameras I love it and microphones but then also had a Jim Henson exhibit which was super cool and then like weird like props that have to do with like makeup and and then like set design and I don't know it just was like really cool and worth visiting but just like a very interesting mix kind of random yeah anyway in the Jim Henson exhibit that was that's not permanent um but we were walking through and like, I like the Muppets. It was fun. <laughs> All of a sudden there was this labyrinth section and we turned the corner and Lauren and I had just watched Labyrinth last year. And for our virtual friend party, we both dressed up 
as I forget her name, but I was the Goblin mm-hmm. King, the David Bowie character, and she was the main female lead. Miss Connolly. Yeah. And so then their costumes were there and we were like, what? This is so crazy. We had no idea. So that was super fun. The exact costumes that we had that we'd done for Halloween. We wear a couple of outfits and but those were the outfits that were on display. Yeah. So that was super fun. Took lots of selfies. Very magical though. Okay, next one. Um uh, I think on Sunday, so after we went to Vance Joy and saw Bujara also I followed him on Instagram immediately because I was like he's so funny and just so sweet and then so he was posting on his story like all these things he was doing in New York and then he posted a picture or a video of the clock and the Central Park Zoo so I was like hey I want to see that I did not know (laughs) that that was the reason why we went (laughs) but also because it's in penguins of madagascar which i watched a lot with my brothers and madagascar in general is the central park zoo so we were walking through central park after we found the guggenheim and i had mapped out this route that we could stop by the alice in wonderland statue and a couple other statues that we kind of wanted to see and then end up at the the clock to see it chiming oh i thought i realized i should look up like when is it going to chime (laughs) and i look it up and it's like chimes every half hour until six o'clock and it's 5 55 p.m and so i was like oh shoot <laughs> and my my google said it will take you seven minutes to get there i was like we gotta run <laughs> for a clock and we made it and it was pr- it probably run like three minutes after we got there so yeah we had plenty of time but it was just it lined up perfectly that we were in the right spot that we could get there before and it was our last day in new york so it's not like we could have gone the next day the last showing of the day like Mm -hmm. and then it was perfect eleanor the dog so it was all amazing it was perfect and yeah it was uh, it was fun (laughs) it's fun to see one time (laughs) (laughs) it is a little bit that was definitely the reaction i had when i first saw it um like 10 years ago I feel like my dad was really excited for all of us to see it. And then we all watched it. And we were like, huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it over yet? <laughs> Number seven was the 9-11 Memorial. This was very cool, very impactful to go to. It's an amazing memorial. I feel like they did a, a really good job of making it very respectful, but also like, obviously it's a memorial. You have to like go to the space, but I just feel like it was, did a really good job of incorporating like where since they're just like these gaping holes where the towers were I don't know it just was like artistically an amazing choice Mm -hmm. and they have like the names everywhere they put like flowers on the names when it's that person's birthday I just was like it just felt like such a sacred space I just feel like I was overcome with like all these really intense emotions and like had these weird sobs or like I wasn't crying but I just was like dry sobbing it was like I don't know it just was a very impactful I think like I don't have memories of being there but I think in either like 99 or 2000 my family did go and so like I know I've been to that spot so to like have this like I don't know it just was this so soon after it had happened yeah it was before it had happened yeah um oh yes so so close to it right and 10 years ago they they didn't have a memorial so it was like the first time I'd kind of been back and 
like it's our history, you know, like we were alive for it. I don't have like a ton of memories of the actual day, but definitely with like the news media that like you can watch everything happens. I don't know. It's just, just like such a real present event that happened in our lifetime. It just like was a really moving spiritual experience and just oh like so heavy like so important so necessary to go and remember and honor these people and just like wow it like it was a lot but very well done beautiful yeah I love that they didn't like create a like a big statue or something Mm -hmm. or I love that that's just holes and we didn't go to the museum but that's for another time yes oh man I do I really want to do that and also I just know it's like gonna wipe me out (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, I'm glad we I'm kind of glad we didn't do that one yeah (laughs) this round Mm -hmm. the next one do you want to talk about this one too sure um this is number six was the African burial ground it has just like been popping up on my maps whenever I was kind of like using google maps to get around we went to see a godfather site and it was really close nearby so I was like oh let's go walk over by it and took the long way around which (laughs) ended up (laughs) happening a lot in New York but we did see our first New York rat that way shut up Kenneth um (laughs) my dad thinks rats are cute apparently (laughs) yeah that did make it sound like I just called your dad a rat (laughs) (laughs) a real New York rat he is (laughs) we came to the the African burial ground and um it's the site where in the 18th and 19th century they wouldn't allow slaves to bury like to have funerals or to have like cemeteries and so they would just kind of have this mass burial ground for slaves who died and um so they have this like little monument to it and it was closed so we couldn't go walk in and look at it up close because they had like a monument to the diaspora as well which was super cool but um it was like it was super cool to just stumble upon it and I think it's really important and something kind of Lauren brought up too is you don't really think about the slavery that happened in the north like when United States history is reduced down to this like North versus South and emancipation versus slavery, slave states and stuff like that, you don't realize the history and like the, how everything in the United States is like very much based and entrenched in a, a history of slavery and how Wall Street started as a slave market and capitalism grew out of slavery as well. Um, and so I, I love that they have this monument. I wish it was like a little bit more publicized or well-known that people could go visit it. But it just another very, it was cool. We, we went to both of these memorials on Sunday. And so it just, I feel like it was these very special sacred spaces that were important to go and uh, remember. Speaking of sacred spaces on Sunday, uh, the next one, next memorable moment is we got to go to church in the New York, the Manhattan Temple. Um, Because that's where Megan's ward meets. So it's just fun to walk into the temple and um, you go to like the second floor. And then I think the actual temple is like the higher floors. So you need a special elevator to get to that part. But um, it was also crazy because like you walk in, you go up the second floor. It's like you're in a church building and you forget that you're in New York City. You're like in the middle of Manhattan. There's no evidence of that. Like, you can't hear the streets. You can't see the cars. It's just kind of a magical thing. And it's really cool to be able to experience that. Yeah. And then sure. I just love that temple. Like, 
you come up off the subway and you look up and you see Angel Moroni, like it's just in such a cool spot and such a cool, like a different style of temple. I love that too. So yeah. it was fun. She lives really close to the temple. So we'd walk past it a lot. So it was really fun to always be like, oh, hi, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it was like one of the main subway stations that we would use. So that was really cool. And it was always nice to be like, okay, there's temple now. I know where to go. <laughs> like I can turn off the glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember driving past it and being like, when I was little and being like, oh, people go to church in the temple? Like I was so shook. <laughs> and then to be like, fast forward, here I am with Megan and Lauren, like going to church in this temple. Like it just was like a weird moment in my mind where I was like, oh my gosh, my past self would have never predicted that I'd be doing this. That's so fun. Four, we went to, there's a big Harry Potter store in New York that it's like very fun. All the rooms are very well decorated. They have like little things you can go scan, like actual props, decode things. It was like very cute, very well done, like very photographable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bought a lot more merch than I expected to. Busted my trip budget. (laughs) But then they have these VR experiences, which are really cool. We went and did one with Sammy that was like, you go to Hogwarts and you have a wand and um we promised Dobby that we wouldn't say what happens there but got to talk oh, to we Dobby did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't remember um I was way too enamored <laughs> it was really cool though like <laughs> I it made me really want VR experiences to like become more of a thing and totally and this felt was like-, like a full-on like you had a backpack you had feet sensors you had hand sensors like it yeah. wasn't just a a goggles a and hand yeah. things yeah it was like the most, I don't think I've ever done VR before, but this was like the most intense one I've ever witnessed. Yeah. And it was so fun. Cause you like got to interact with your, fr- like you could see the other people in your group and there was just four of us. It was me, Lauren, Sammy, and then some other girl, but yeah, like the hands in VR, like were very static. <laughs> so we would like be pointing with like the fingers don't hands. move. Yeah. <laughs> It just, it became a thing, like, for the rest of the trip, we'd be, like, waving at each other with, like, VR hands. (laughs) But it was really, really fun. It felt like I'd stepped into the computer game for my youth. And, yeah, like, it wasn't super long or, like, crazy, crazy. But, like, at different points, you would, like, fill water when we were in, like, the basements and, like, the dungeons and... Going through the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, like it was, it was really fun, really cool. So I had a really good time. I thought it was totally worth it <laughs> enough so that we tried to go see Jimmy Fallon and it didn't end up working out. And so Lauren was like, Should we go do the other VR experience? And I was like, Okay. <laughs> so on Monday, we went and we did the flying one, which I think the Hogwarts one with like the wand work was better if you're going to have to make a choice. Like I think that one was more fun, but the flying one was yeah. really cool too it did get a little disoriented like at the beginning you kind of get a fly around Hogwarts and then you like go on a little adventure and the flying around Hogwarts where you could kind of just like free roam and do whatever you want that was way more fun than like (laughs) chasing death eaters but it's still really fun yeah they were fun it's so fun to see Dobby (laughs) I got so close to him number three so when Rachel went with her family she would tell me this story that she had this dinky little um hand me down digital camera and she took picture of every dog that she saw because she was in love with (laughs) dogs back then and when whenever they would see a dog coming they had a code word they'd say serious black (laughs) 
And Rachel totally would know subtle. to get out her camera to take like, a picture. And it like, would... it would make the most obnoxious <laughs> sound. But power up. But also, like, it's this, like, point-and-shoot camera, you know? Like, I'm not taking quality pictures. And most of them are, like, people's butts are, like, in the way. Like, the dog is, like, far away. Like, they're not good pictures either. But I was dedicated. But the funny thing is, is Elizabeth went on a study abroad to Europe that same year before I went to New York. And I took more pictures of dogs in, like the three days we were in New York then she took of like two weeks in Europe of like anything <laughs> obsessed <laughs> so many pictures of dogs but I kind of I caught that bug and I started taking pictures of lots of dogs there are so many dogs in New York and a lot of them are really beautiful and really sweet just like Eleanor which we've brought up three times now but the one we really wanted to mention that I really wanted to mention was just outside of the temple and there was a borzoi that walked past. And we had recently discovered that we both really like borzois because I watched a movie where that featured them and I looked them up and I was like, these are the most beautiful dogs. And Rachel commented and she was like, I was literally going to own one when I was a child. Yes. And name it Regina so, Spector. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was special to see a real live borzoi in real life. Because together. I think that's true. Yes. I think there's a Borzoi in Lady and the Tramp because he's Russian. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, see, so I'm not so crazy. Lauren literally has so many pictures of dogs from New York as well. So it's not just a me <laughs> thing. <laughs> Number and two. And when I was showing my family, those were their favorite pictures with some of the dogs. <laughs> Forget about these historical buildings. Show me another dog. <laughs> <laughs> Number two was the MoMA, which... um was super exciting. It wasn't really on the plan. It was kind of a backup option. Sammy got us in for free, which was super nice and also made it exciting. We like didn't have a ton of time. That would maybe be like the biggest thing I changed. <clears throat> if I could go back in, chi- in time is just give us like maybe another hour at the MoMA. But I feel like we got to see the majority of what we wanted to see at the museum. But it had, I hadn't ever been there before. It was so cool. It had Starry Night had a lot of Salvador Dali. It had The Persistence of Memory, which is one of my favorites. Rothko. I think it had um, Jasper Johns and Andy Warhol and Mm -hmm. lots of very fun modern artists. And so it was really cool to see a lot of these paintings and sculptures in real life and photographs from like Ansel Adams and Dorothea Lange. And yeah, it was fun to like go into a new room and be like, oh, Lauren looks what's over here. Like, ah, it's so Mm -hmm. fun. So fun to be surprised by a lot of the great art in there yeah that was I love that and then the number one most memorable moment surprise it's another art museum it's the <laughs> Met <laughs> and we could have used more time here too I think but also we were really tired you do get museum burnout. by the end of it yeah it's so big like you don't expect to I like I thought oh sure I could see everything in one day <laughs> <laughs> um it's just so much art and so many famous artists and just so much fun like you think I took a lot of pictures of dogs (laughs) I took more pictures of paintings in the Met and sculpture and just so so much fun and I just love the atmosphere of art museums and like the reverence in it and just all these all this talent over the years 
it's just so and the other thing like we took our history together in junior year that was like one of the first moments of our friendship like we would go and recreate pictures of our <laughs> history for our exams to help Mother us study <laughs> I don't know if that helped me learn much about art but it's fun and it was like we would see the cover of our art history textbook that I didn't even realize was a work of art <laughs> like all these other paintings that we like had wrote essays about we saw them in real life so it was really really special really fun yeah I loved and the Met is so fun like it just has so much to look at and it can be very overwhelming and it was I feel like I had this moment all of a sudden I think it was in the um, modern art section maybe or maybe it was like a European I don't know where I was like oh no is the Kaibot that we were looking at or no the Pizarro yes Pizarro because you're like oh you gave me the like Pizarro to do a painting on Facebook and all of a sudden I was like Lauren like we we became such good friends in (laughs) high school junior year (laughs) Mother Woods art history class and now we're here like I hadn't put it together until that moment just like how magical that was and how special it was and I love doing the modern art part with you because most people I go with to art museums don't like modern art and so it was so fun to like have you there and so excited to see modern art and appreciate it and understand it and oh it was such a fun museum so good so fun that was my favorite of all the museums that we went to yeah the MoMA is a real close second but the Met just yeah again scale yeah I think I would have loved it if we had spent a little more time there yeah I did love it but I would have loved it more (laughs) yeah so as you can see There were lots of fun things that we did in New York, very cultural, cultural, cultured, (laughs) historical importance, all these different things. But of course, we've got to end with the real, well, the first reason, if the real reason was Vance Joy, the first reason we went to New York was to see (laughs) Godfather sites. So we're going to break down all our Godfather moments. Number 17 was eating Chinese food in Chinatown uh, at a certain point (laughs) in the film they do eat Chinese food that's usually what we eat during marathons but it was fun to eat actual Chinatown Chinese food so we try to do like a a little bit of a godfather thing each day so that I think that counted as our godfather moment for that day so (laughs) we made the list oh yeah because that's Saturday Mm -hmm. yes number 16 was Hotel St. Regis Mm -hmm. it's uh the scene at the end when are we spoiling anyway there's a scene at the end where someone gets trapped i'm not gonna i'm gonna try not to give all the Uh someone is being assassinated and they're trapped in a revolving door so they can't escape and then they get shot and so this is the location where the gold revolving door is so it's really fun to see that in real life and i think this is also the hotel where Michael and KR as well. Number 15. Oh yeah, so we recreated a lot of Godfather moments that we took from our movie recreation, put them in this list. So one of those moments was Lauren being baby Vito from Godfather Part 2 when he's coming to America for the first time in the flashback. So there's a good video of her on the Staten Island Ferry singing as a little baby Vito. (laughs) As we pass the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) Number 14 
uh, we were just in the subway waiting for the train to come. And then you're eating your started Prince quoting straight piece, Princey <laughs> street pizza. Oh yeah. So then I said, sit down, finish my dinner because I was trying to finish my dinner. <laughs> and then, so we just kept on going with Clements and Michael as Clements is prepping Michael for his big moment. Um, Salazzo um, and McCluskey. Mm-hmm. Number 13 is uh, the cemetery gate where in the movie you can see the cars drive in. It was confusing the directions online. I kept talking about this entrance at the on this street. And so like every time we went to the cemetery, because we went there the very <laughs> first day and obviously we told the story where we didn't have enough time. And so we were like, oh, we didn't find Vito's grave. Like, that's too bad. But we found the cemetery gates. That was so cool. So I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah. And it is. It's straight out of the movie. Like, it has not changed. Yeah. It was super fun. That. So it's fun. And number 12. I needed a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the middle of Central Park. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> Sammy was a great Central Park tour guide. She was giving us historical facts. She was showing us all the highlights, and she was great to find the bathrooms as well. Yes, I don't know what we would have done with our had to make a tip, pit stop at the side of the road. <laughs> but we were walking through. There's like this. It's the fountain where the Doctor oh. Who, um, and then you walk under like this bridge that's tiled. So um the sound reverberates Great acoustics yeah yeah and so and the bathrooms are on the other side of the bridge so we're walking through and this guy is playing this i want to say it's like an asian violin thing yeah what is it? it's i don't know what it is but it's very pretty mm-hmm. but all of a sudden suddenly... i was like wait <laughs> this song <gasps> what is the godfather theme <laughs> it was the theme of the godfather <laughs> And what are the odds? And I was happy, but I was more focused on <laughs> serendipitous. It was so, so magical. And I think that was the day, like, there was no Godfather sites planned. So it was like, oh, we still got to have a Godfather moment. So exciting. <laughs> Number 11 was Little Italy. We kind of just walked through. It's shrunk over time like it used historically was a little bit bigger but it's still very cute and very fun to walk through and good atmosphere and like we found the Frank Sinatra picture and yeah just has good vibes that are very similar to the film um very cute I kind of wish like my aunt and uncle went the week after and I kind of wish that like we could have eaten there but I also think it's kind of a tourist trap like Mm -hmm. everybody eats pasta in little Italy so and it's probably expensive. Yeah. Where isn't expensive? <laughs> um, one day we'll eat pasta in Little Italy. Perfect. Um, number 10, Radio City Music Hall. And this is right next to The Tonight Show. Rockefeller. The NBC, yeah, location. And so we were walking past anyways. And then it's, this is in a scene in The Godfather when Michael and Kay are coming out. They had just gone to see the Bells of St. Mary's. <laughs> and they're chatting and so we recreated that scene as well with michael and kate and so that was fun and shout out to robin hood which was premiered in the radio city music hall such an abttg building from our opening 
godfather sound to our closing line from you every episode <gasps> oh my god so perfect and um, number nine is luca brassi's hotel <laughs> so this is one that we were like able to kind of make happen on our last night that i couldn't remember which hotel it was and then all of a sudden as we were getting ready to go to phantom it was like oh this hotel's right here and he's like a little bit awkward to try and like figure out how to get into it because they were like do not enter unless you're like staying here. It's like very much like no tourists, like blah, blah, blah. But if you go in the back entrance, then it's like exactly where it is when like Luca Brasi is walking down the hallway. So it was so cool to like go see and no one got mad at us, which was good. But we were able to reenact that scene too. And it was just so fun. Like I'm yeah. so excited. <clears throat> Next time you come out here, we should watch The Godfather again and be like, oh my gosh, we saw these scenes. It's so fun. I know. I kind of want to create like a, some sort of comparison video that shows like our scenes with the movie scenes. But <laughs> it better not be any happen. of the dialogue scenes because we were not well rehearsed in those. Yeah. Like, uh, and then they maybe say... <laughs> maybe they'll just be music over the back. Oh, perfect. So talking. <laughs> Number eight. Was this, this in the Uber? This is a reenactment. I think we were on Staten Island Ferry because I was pointing out where New Jersey was, and somebody said we go into jersey <laughs> i think yeah we we filmed a reenactment there because i think originally that was under reenactments oh um, yeah because we didn't go we couldn't go on the bridge so. right number seven very close to little italy but now it's in chinatown is the fruit stand and the building of jenko's 128 mott street the time of day that we went like everything was closed and i think it was like garbage day it just smelled like fish like it was not fun to be there but at like my nose did not want to be on that street but my mind was like this is so cool like it's the place and it's Jenko's and like even though it's very different now like you can tell it's the same building and it was very fun to go see so yeah we reenacted an important scene in the godfather that happens at the fruit stand and to the bewilderment of lots of people on the street it wasn't like super crowded but a lot of the things that Lauren and I do for The Godfather are without shame, and it often is in a public place. So be warned if you're ever out in public with us. Oh, it's just really fun to be there and be like, this is the spot where Marlon Brando was standing and uh, Francis Ford Coppola was here on the street. And, mm-hmm. and John Cazale. And mm-hmm. Baba. <laughs> and I think, too, is it in the second one? Like... When they, you know, when the, the, oh yeah, I think, yeah, the grocery store, maybe. Yeah. And like the landlord comes and is like so apologetic, you know? So Robert like, Nero was there too. Yeah, I think so. And like they're like putting the letters on the storefront windows. Oh, oh I love that. So fun. Okay. Number six was the Supreme Court. And then I recreated Alan Neary in front of the Supreme Court assassinating somebody <laughs> there's just a really iconic scene of at the end in the same section as when the guy gets stuck in the revolving door it's the a huge shot of the supreme court building and then this occurs in front of the supreme on the steps but you're not you can't get to the steps anymore especially because the supreme court building was closed but it was just so fun to see it in real life and pretend to be out Neary, who is my favorite <laughs> He's the most handsomest besides Al Pacino himself. Oh my gosh. 
it was fun. I feel like I would just kept taking pictures of the same building, but it just was like so iconically the building. It was like, ah, one more. It's the I was same picture. But... My pictures. Yeah. And I was like, why do I have so many pictures of the Supreme Court building? Like, that's my most photographed right? Godfather moment. But it just is so fun. Like, the other ones, you had to use like a little bit of your imagination to like place it just right or be like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see it. But that one hasn't changed at all. So you're just like, oh, that's so fun. Number five is St. Patrick's Basilica, which occurs at the end of the film when Michael is becoming godfather to um, Carlo and Connie. All of a sudden, I couldn't remember her name um, to their child. We went and there was like a mass happening. So we had to like wait a little bit and be respectful <laughs> as we're coming in for our <laughs> godfather pictures. <laughs> but it's kind of fun. I like love Catholic mass and I love the smell of um, incense. So like I wasn't mad. I love their um, rituals. I think it's so cool. But that was fun to see like that has been restored a little bit. And so it's not exactly as it is. And of course, Francis Ford Coppola's affected the lighting in the movie as well but it was cool like I you could picture especially when you pulled it up and you're like oh my gosh look it's this corner and it was fun we had a little fun reenactment scene there too and then it's it's so fun because they had a guy playing the organ so it's mm-hmm. like hearing the organ this iconic organ music from it's not quite as sinister right so I know you're playing but <laughs> I wanted to go up and be like here sir here's some sheet music do you mind just playing this <laughs> <laughs> I have a request <laughs> it's a beautiful basilica too it's it's fun um number four this is maybe this is one of my most favorites which i mean these top four are kind of hard to beat but we went back to the cemetery on monday (laughs) you're like turns out it was a it was a good thing that jimmy fallon didn't work out because we had a lot of stuff to do if jimmy fallon's not going to take us we're going back to the cemetery in queens (laughs) Went all the way back to Queens um, because we were determined to find this spot because it says on the website how to get there, but we just did not have enough time on um, Friday. And it was a little misleading because it was like all the websites were like, oh, enter from this street, but then there's actually a better entrance to do it from, but they like want you to be able to see the gates. Anyway, it just was like a lot farther in than we had realized the first day. Eventually, we figured out where the actual path was that we we're supposed to be following. And then it was like a treasure hunt because it was like, now turn right when you see this and then turn left when you see this headstone. And then finally we found it. And there is like the perfect opening, which is exactly, I'm sure that's why they filmed it there because there's this big spot like in between all the gravestones that you could pose a funeral there. And my mom was like, you think they keep it like that so all the Godfather fans could go? (laughs) I think it's just been like that forever. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. But I know. But you can see like all the same, not quite all the same graves are there, but like the mausoleum in the background's the same and just the arrangement of the graves. And um, there's a very good picture of Rachel being dead veto in the middle. <laughs> oh my <laughs> oh, gosh. Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> <I'm fine. laughs> but it was oh it was so cool. And just to be like, yeah. This is exactly how it is in the film because the first day that we went, it was like spooky vibes and like fun atmosphere. So we weren't like too, too sad we didn't find the spot because we were like, how easy will it be? And so much has changed. But I'm so glad we went and saw it 
because it really was like so perfect and mm-hmm. so like the next time we watch it I'm gonna be like ah we were there and we know what it looks like and it really did feel like oh my gosh Al Pacino Robert Duvall like they all sat here and like this is real this is so fun so mm-hmm. it's magical and uh, it felt like such a triumph because we had worked hard finding the right spot yeah and then yeah we walked around for a while it was worth all the effort <laughs> number three was the reason we went to the museum of the moving image and kind of a big reason for the trip originally for me at least is we had looked up I was like looking to see if there were any godfather props in different museums after we had watched it for the first time and I found out that Marlon Brando's mouthpiece exists in a museum and so I like wrote it down years ago like three years ago and then I when we were planning the trip I was like we're not gonna make it to this museum and then we totally made it out it was so fun so we got to see Marlon Brando's mouthpieces for how he made the jowls and it just was so fun to see and I was like obsessed with it I kept waving at it and I was just like I love you so much and got some ideas for how to reposition cotton balls better whenever I'm going to step into Vito's roles again. So it was so fun. I loved it. And it was cool to be like, wow, we are six inches away from Marlon Brando's saliva. His DNA. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) He had that in his mouth. So magical. (laughs) There's also like a life mask in there of him and one of Al Pacino. Yeah, that's right. Old Al. Oh. Me. Oh my gosh. Okay, number two. This is by far our best recreation. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, though, we messed up on the audio a few times, but <laughs> we were just in Times Square, just like walking around waiting for waiting to go to Hamilton. And we walked past this little Christmas shop and they have these two little guys and Christmas people like spinning around they were like mice they were like so weird (laughs) two little animals and I was like hey that's just like in the godfather because at the there's this one scene where Salazzo catches Tom Hagen coming out of the store and it's Christmas time and then there's a Santa Claus that's spinning in the store window and so (laughs) then we just recreated that scene and it's (laughs) very very good and it's great because you can like see other people in the background like it's Times Square like <laughs> and then here's me and Lauren recreating Godfather <laughs> it was so funny and it, it was just like we we're just like a little bit slap happy in the video so it was just a fun night um okay so here's the big lead up I was so grumpy we got on the Staten Island ferry. We were just going to ride it over and come back. Um, and you were like, okay, but we have to, we have to catch it. Yeah, I was like, back. we don't want to be stranded because it's Sunday. So they only run every half hour. Like, yeah, I was like so s- upset about everything. And then halfway we're going across and it's like fun and breezy and it's fun to see this, the uh, Statue of Liberty. And already I'm like, okay, this is fun. This was worth it. Then all of a sudden I'm kind of looking on my Google Maps and I'm like, what is this like random pin I have dropped? And I look at it and it's like, oh my gosh, wait, this is the Godfather house that I had marked. But I was like, we're, I didn't even put it into the itinerary because it's so far away. There's like no public transport to get there. Like Lauren, do we go to this? And she's like, I made the call to do Staten Island Ferry. Like, this is up to you. And I'm like, 
I think we have to go. Like, it's a public house, like, not a public house. Back up. It's a private residence. <laughs> like, it's, it's the opposite. Of <laughs> it's a private residence. Like, we should, we need to be cool. Like, I don't know how easy it is to get there. We'll just see what we can do. It's like a, a 25 minute drive in, but we, it's worth it. So, <laughs> we also had the Lyft driver drop us off a little bit away so it wasn't super obvious what we were doing in case like we were trying to lot. get him to drop us off we wanted him to drop us off at a park but turns out it was like walled off by a chain link fence so and it was it just this like look this dead end and so he pulls up and he's like is this right and we're like yep yeah, bye <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he was like what sketchy thing did i just witness like <laughs> On the map, it doesn't also doesn't show you terrain, and so it's like, oh my gosh, it's just like two blocks, and then it was just like straight hills, like it was <laughs> so. It was a lot of walking. It was a lot to get there, and then we turned down the street, and it's at the very end of this dead end street, and all of a sudden, it was the Godfather house, and it just was like the most magical thing because it was never ever a possibility in my mind that we could go here for so many reasons like location and it's just not like a public space or like anything viable for people to go to or touristy and like we should be very respectful and we were we like stayed on the street we were quiet we like kept it together but like it was the house and you could see a lot like you could see a lot of the yard and like the way it's angled like you can see a couple different sides of the house yeah which is fun I had read a long time ago that like the owner took out the tomato garden and put like a pool in and so I was like oh my gosh there's the pool that's the tomato garden and just like you could envision so easily the wedding party happening and just like Michael if only we could have found Michael's bench oh can you imagine if we had taken your picture on Michael's bench no (laughs) but we like did a lap and it was so cool to see just in real life, I we both were like having this moment. Lauren has like the most excellent squeak. And then I'm like, okay, that was great. And Lauren was like, let's lap it one more time. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I was so afraid that the same Uber guy was going to come pick oh, us up. Oh my gosh, like, I kind of wish he had. <laughs> He'd be like, excuse me, what is happening? <laughs> what are you doing? But so now the goal is to befriend whoever's in the house so we can go inside and see the den and see everything. But it really oh was God, like so magical above and beyond what I ever thought we would experience and just so magical. I took so many videos of us just like freaking out and geeking out. Yes. And it really was just like, that's the house. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. So cool. I, my mind still, I can't believe we've seen it. It's incredible. <laughs> in real life oh I loved it <laughs> we can talk briefly we have some bonus stories oh dear where did I put them um of just some things that kind of were funny or went wrong at first we were walking the very first day to go find the museum of the modern image moving image and we went down the wrong street but we passed this like store and it had the weirdest display but they had an Arthur pillow and I wanted to go buy it so badly, but I resisted. Should have bought them all. <laughs> I know, your trip budget was already best at Harry Potter. <laughs> Rachel really wanted to go to this bar 
called my, Beetle House. My coworker lives in, who's from New York, was like, if you love Tim Burton, you have to go to Beetle House. And I was like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and right. It was supposed to, it's like, you know, going to have all these like Jack Skellington vibes and Beetlejuice, which I don't super love, but like Tim Burton-y spooky and they have like themed drinks and you can get some of them as mocktails so it was like this is perfect Lauren loves mocktails it'll be so fun to go eat in the spooky bar and we went there and it like was a lot smaller than I'd envisioned and then we had to go meet Megan to like get her her key so she'd get back into her apartment and then it just was like oh okay <laughs> we just walked around and then we left <laughs> well they also were like oh, you kind of need a reservation we're like booked out and we could have sat at the, the bar, bar but yeah we had other things to get to and that was the other thing like Megan was so 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 nice to let us stay at her apartment but she had a work trip for the majority of the trip that we were there so unfortunately we didn't get to like spend a lot of time with her which was sad but the time that we did spend with her was super super fun and really good to catch up and hear her reviews on all the plays that she's seen and all the luck she's had in New York and mm-hmm. catch up on her New York life the next one, we, so like I said, I was stressed about getting the Vance Joy because it was general admission. I didn't want to be in the very back. And so I was like, we should probably get there like close to when doors open so then we can have a good spot. And it, so we're like, okay, we can lift from dinner in Chinatown to, it was Pier 7, the rooftop at Pier 17. I think I looked it up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so this lift driver's taking us there and then he gets like halfway down the waterfront I guess and then he's like he parks and he's like okay we're here and I'm like uh I'm pretty sure the pier is down that way and definitely on (laughs) the lift app it like had him going down farther like it wasn't like the lift app was just like done (laughs) he just decided I think there is a yeah there was probably another ride that was that way and so he was like drop you off here and turn a sharp turn here we're gonna get another job so that was funny we just had to walk a little bit and I was kind of like like we could have saved 10 minutes if he had just done his job correctly but it turned out okay oh yeah oh my gosh the headache of the metro card I like worked so hard to figure out what would be the best way to save money and get around New York using the subway and then it still didn't end up working, and I was so frustrated with it the whole time, but um, and embarrassed too because I'd done all this work. But um, essentially, there are two different systems, and we bought the like ten day pass for the wrong system, and then like it just kept not working for us, and it was super frustrating. But it became this funny thing where we have like. Lauren was like good sport and was like well now we have a souvenir and then we ended up having to get another metro card and so it was like double souvenir time (laughs) and the lady in the subway was like not super helpful I mean like she did help us not a New York friend yeah (laughs) not a flying toy but (laughs) it all it all worked out and we were able to use our phones and get around New York using the subway and actual subways I feel like we didn't have any problems like direction wise and stuff um so that was good but sheesh getting onto the platforms <laughs> some struggles for sure and your face ID every time you tried to use oh your yeah to pay. <laughs> oh my gosh my phone made it so hard to pay um the last thing 
of course i'm going to be disappointed by the disney store at times square because we spent so much time at disney world itself in the last year so but mostly i was mad because they didn't have any pins <laughs> i was so excited to buy pins and there were none to be i had. was on a pin kick i had just bought i think i had just gotten like three pins from ebay that <laughs> like two days before i left so i was like oh my oh, gosh boy. But then gotta find more pins. Pins showed up in like every other store, like <laughs> the MM World store and the Hershey store. Like it just was funny. It was like every oh my store except for Disney. There's pins. So it was a good overall. I think it was a super fun, successful trip. A few very bumps. Good. Only one very hungry moment. <laughs> <laughs> Only one post emotional moments uh-huh. <laughs> at Staten Island Ferry. I was worried a little bit the first day, which is why I didn't want to push us too hard, but then ended up making us go all over the place anyway, that you on little sleep would get nauseous and get sick, but I feel like we, we did all right. We only had that one bathroom moment. Yeah, that didn't have anything to do with yeah, there were a few moments where I was like, I'm so tired right now. Like, there's a picture of me that you took of me at the Chinese restaurant where I can tell I'm just like, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm a little bit, a little bit worn out, but it was, it was so worth it. Oh, so fun. But huge, huge shout out to Sammy for helping us get into New York and Hosting our luggage for yeah, you know. hosting our luggage and then being our tour guide and having some fun with us and then huge shout out to Megan for letting us crash at her place and for eating lunch and all the fun stuff. So 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 fun. We are big New York fans. Yay! We'll be back one day. <laughs> We've got to got to go inside the house next. Yes. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, PJ. <laughs> Thanks, rat. <coughs> oh no, I'm giving you my sickness through time and space. It is mostly because I drank some water and it went down the wrong side. <laughs> we also... I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Diarrhea around too. <laughs> KW1BZA. There's <laughs> just always a bunch of. I'm sure there's there's some logic. Oh, she's back. <laughs> I was about to get into my radio DJ persona. Oh, the headphones are not back in yet. There they go. I was talking about my radio DJ persona, but I could never settle on a a radio station name. So hopefully my sickness is not super annoying to edit out, Rachel. Sorry. And then Alexander Hamilton winked at Lauren at one point. Also magical. No, take that out because that's going to be on my song list. Oh, okay. Unless we don't have time for it no we'll have time <laughs> okay make time conciliary <laughs> every time you cough oh over. gosh no that would be so awful to listen to <laughs> just straight coughing at the end of the episode <laughs> like five minutes of cough. i think we're done i think you can shut it down oh <laughs> that's what you're waiting for yeah <laughs>